Have you ever offended someone and then found out later that you offended them and you didn't even realize it? What's your response to a situation like that? Do you roll the replay tape in your mind and recognize the spot where your words or deeds could have been hurtful? And do you acknowledge that? Or do you get defensive and think to yourself, well, it's their fault for being offended? Your response can make a difference, or it can make a bigger mess. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. Relationships are gifts, but we tend to appreciate people the most when they're gone. It doesn't have to be like that. Think about your relationships that you have in your life right now and ask yourself a simple question. What can I do to build better relationships while I have my loved ones? We can cherish and treasure our relationships right now. Let's look at four behaviors that help us to build better relationships. Number one, remember that we all blow it occasionally. It's just so good if we will take a step back when something goes wrong and remember that this is part of the rotation of life. We make a mistake, someone else makes a mistake, then it's our turn again and back and forth and up and down it goes because that's the nature of relationships. It's very difficult to go through any relationship trouble-free. In fact, it's basically impossible. James 3.2 says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. So blowing it, especially in something that we've said, can happen now and then. So some things to remember under number one. First of all, don't expect sinless perfection in relationships. You can't provide it, and you shouldn't expect to receive it. Get in the habit of pausing before saying or doing something that may hurt another person. It doesn't matter how we meant something. It matters how the other person perceived it. And finally, under number one, realize that when others aren't feeling well, their discouragement may come out as irritability. Don't copy that. Seek to comfort the person. Towards the end of my mom's life, her personality changed dramatically from illness and the combination of all the medications that they had her on. I not only had to find ways to make her more comfortable, but I also had to seek to minimize irritations and not to be an irritation. And it's really a good idea to remember that when someone doesn't feel well, do not lash out. They cannot help what's going on in their lives, but we can help how we respond. To build better relationships, give the same grace you would love to receive. Number two, ask forgiveness and grant it freely. Mark 11.25 says, And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Or as the little child said in Sunday school, forgive us our trash passes as we forgive those who pass trash against us. (laughs) Okay, I thought that was funny. So things to consider under number two. When we're wrong, we need to admit it without excuse and without justification. If we're busy thinking, well, they were wrong too, 
we're missing the point of personal accountability. Practice these seven words. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And don't seek to justify yourself. It's a very short walk between justifying self and deceiving yourself. Now, when someone else has wronged us, we must forgive quickly before bitterness sets in. Not everything will be resolved quickly or perfectly, but we can forgive quickly. In some cases, we may need to POAT, P-O-A-T, the acronym for Pass Over a Transgression. In Proverbs 19.11, where it says, The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Failure to forgive leaves time to justify our bitterness, and then we could deceive ourselves into thinking that things never have to be repaired. That's such a grave error. Forgive quickly, remembering that this is biblical. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's Matthew 6, verses 14 through 15. Remember that a grudge is really just sin with a target. Who are you holding hostage with a grudge? James 4.17 reminds us that when we know what's right and we still choose to do wrong, it's sin. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And finally, under number two, when a person has been badly wounded by something you've done or said, consider applying the gift in secret principle found in Proverbs 21.14. It tells us that a gift in secret pacifieth anger. Now, when you give a gift in secret, Remember that the key is you don't tell other people about it, and you also have to be patient. Relationship repairs are rarely instant. Now, you may be thinking, okay, gift and secret, is that a bribe? Well, if you expect something in return, then yes, you're giving a bribe, but then you're not following the principle. But if you give with no strings attached, accepting the fact that the relationship may not be mended right away, there may be a breach for a while, then it's truly the gift in secret meant solely to pacify the anger. You're not trying to buy the person back. You're trying to pacify the anger that you provoked. We need to be careful not to make our pain or our feelings the focal points. But they hurt me too. When we start thinking like that, we don't create a solution. It just makes the problem drag on. Asking forgiveness and granting it freely is essential to behaviors that build relationships. Number three out of four, don't use words like weapons. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health, it says in Proverbs 12:18. We've got to be so aware of how we're speaking. Tone of voice matters. If it's harsh, it will either anger the listener or cause them to shut down. If it's the soft answer, calm and reasonable, the message is easier to receive. you got to keep your goal in mind. Do you want your message received? Then deliver it in a way where the receiver won't be turned off. Also consider that types of words matter. Instead of asking someone, what's your problem? It's more considerate to ask, is there something wrong? and then wait to hear what they have to say. Now, you may have to wait a little while. Sometimes people aren't willing to talk about it right away, and you don't need to apply pressure, but you can leave the door open if you get the answer. Oh, no, nothing's wrong. All right, well, 
If you feel like talking about it later, let me know. It can be that there's something there that they just don't feel comfortable really discussing at that moment in time. Don't press people. Just wait. Finally, under number three, remember that words are not weapons. They are tools. These are communication tools. We want to use words in a way that will communicate without damaging the hearer. Relationships are so much healthier when we don't use piercing words. And our last point in behaviors that build relationships, number four, be a better listener. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. That's Proverbs 18, 13. Beware of jumping to conclusions. When there's a difficult situation, wait until you've heard the whole story. Otherwise, you may make an unnecessary mess by assuming you know everything when you only know part of the story. It's also a good idea to teach ourselves not to be listening just so that we can formulate our response. That's not listening. Listen to truly hear what the other person is saying. If you're busy constructing your comeback, you are not listening. Listen to others the way you want them to listen to you, with full attention. Stop whatever else you're doing. Look at the person. See them. Hear them. It makes a difference, and it's very, very considerate. Listen carefully and attentively. It really helps build relationships. Well, these are guidelines and just a starter list at that. But when we apply them, we can repair or maintain good relationships. Here's a verse to employ as a reminder. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8-9. through 9. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You, In Christ Unconditionally. I See You is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.